0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Weekly Pop. I'm Kevin Schwaller, one of the news editors at The Vidette, and I'm joined here with...
1: Emma Sassig, the editor-in-chief at The Vidette. So, we're going to interrupt our regular scheduled programming because you and I did not watch another movie. It
0: was homecoming, so we were all preoccupied. Yeah,
1: just it's a little fine. bit. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, we'll, we'll get back into our regular pace sometime soon, but today's theme is... A little bit more with our early Oscar predictions. We've done this so many times already, but...
0: Editor's note, it is one of the first many of the series of (laughs) our Oscar predictions. It's a
1: multi-part series.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is one of those things where it's like, if the Oscars were this weekend, what would be nominated, slash what could win? And obviously... And these are from the more prominent movies of 2017 thus far. And as we've said multiple times, that this year is kind of a huge Mm curveball. So we don't actually know what's happening at all for anything at this point in our lives, even including our personal lives. Yeah, absolutely.
1: (laughs) And overall, it's been an interesting film year with, like, Mm -hmm. so many different types of genres getting a lot of hype, which has been refreshing. And so it's nice to honor these movies. So we shall start it off. All right, let's start with... The Best Picture. Perfect. If um, you could pick one movie <laughs> to win Best Picture, what would it be? Um, I don't know. Beauty and the Beast.
0: <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah, um, Beauty and the Beast, I think, deserves such more praise than it's gotten. I mean, it's the biggest movie of all time, but still, it's still underrated in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Bill Condon did such a good job with, yes. I mean, because he added backstories for everybody. We just watched it today. We did. With one of the photo editors, and she hadn't seen it before, so she said, oh yeah, I liked all these new additional scenes that have been added to and make more sense And she said every single
1: shot had to be in the movie. Mm.
0: So, I mean, it's like, I think, 30 minutes longer than the original, which, I mean, they're adding backstories for Belle, The Beast, Gaston, LeFou, like, everybody, all the household items. (laughs) Um, So I think it was such a good movie we talked about all the time.
1: We've seen it 27,000 times. Yes, we were
0: quoting it. I mean, we always quote it to each other. Of course. um, And obviously, also, The Big Sick and Get Out were some big Oscar, or are some big Oscar movies. I think those two will be the ones that if anything, end up kind of making it as we go along for the next couple of months. Um, both are ri- very, very original movies.
1: They're both very refreshing for the cat- for the genres that they're in because Get Out mixes the horror comedy, but it's not your typical horror <laughs> comedy. And then same with The Big Sick. And we both watch these movies and we just talked about them. Like, I mean, we always talk about these movies, mm-hmm. but in the past 24 hours, <laughs> we talked about how much we really liked we did. both of them.
0: And some more uh, big blockbuster movies. Um, Wonder Woman and Dunkirk were huge over the summer, and both very successful critically and financially. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonder Woman has been like in a lot of conversations for Oscars in the future. I think uh, what was Deadpool was last year too. Yep. It de- didn't get a single one because it's a superhero movie. I don't no. know what people were expecting. I know it
1: got Golden Globe <laughs> attention, but other than that, no. It's
0: not, yeah, get and it. also we love, both love the Mother movie. Uh, <laughs> We've been talking about non-stop, nonstop. I was, I stood up till three in the morning sending you Mother and Emma Watson related things on YouTube mm-hmm. because that's all I was doing it was last this night. was a
1: very, very relaxing way to wake up this morning. <laughs> so thank you for that.
0: So yeah, those are kind of our, and also It, another yes. big blockbuster, yes. Um, the movie It. <laughs> um, I mean, it was. Stephen King loved it, everyone loved it. It's already made like 600 million dollars. Like It is
1: still playing in theaters and will be playing f- mm-hmm. five more months. It is <laughs> one of the biggest
0: movies ever just and it came out 5 weeks ago. Yep. Like that's how big this movie is. Um so yeah, those are kind of our initial be best picture things. Obviously, there's a lot more. Um I think they've nominated 9 to 11 usually 10 films for Best Picture usually, so there's a lot more to come and a lot of these will be replaced. But again, this is fourth Oscars for this weekend, but also please nominate Beauty and the Beast. Please. Please, <laughs> please, please. Um, so do you want to go into actor now?
1: Yes. So um, a lot of the movies that you and I have watched, they are mainly female-led, so we'll talk a lot about the actresses, <laughs> but the two standout performances that I see um, come from Kumel Nanjiani for The Big Sick and then How do you say Daniel's
0: name? Daniel Kaluuya? Yes. Kaluuya? Uh, It's a... Yeah. (laughs) Um, But those performances, I think we've said... I mean, they both capture the tones. I mean, their performances capture the tones of the movies that we just talked about Mm
1: -hmm.
0: perfectly. Um, I mean, with Get Out, he's like, ha ha these white people are scary. But also, yes, like, they're actually scary. Get me out of here.
1: Please, get out. And same
0: with um, Kamal. Like, it's just such... They got the right idea, I think which is amazing for those kinds of movies, but they're so refreshing.
1: He's playing something that actually happened in Mm -hmm. his life, so you can see that he really cares about it, and he cared about the story, the way he Mm. wrote it, whatever, and both of them really cared about the roles that they portrayed, so that's really the definition of a very passionate actor.
0: And I think if we had had another um, actor for the category, because they usually add five, um, Javier Bardem for Mother, but in reality, that's not going to happen. No, it's not. Um, Kamala and Daniel are more likely to get nominations down the road than Javier is. Unfortunately, we, you know how we feel about Mother.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was great. Mm -hmm. I have no complaints. I just think he's going to get overlooked. He already has an Oscar. It's fine.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Speaking of already having Oscars, but deserving one. 2017 has been such a strange year. Everything is fair game at this point, which is why I'm not entirely afraid to say that Jennifer Lawrence deserves an Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. She's gotten one for every performance she's ever done. She's got <laughs> one for just showing up to an event.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Um,
0: but, I mean, we've said it before. Like, nobody has done this much in their acting, I think, than Jennifer Lawrence for Mother, for playing the title character Mother.
1: Yeah, I mean, she said in interviews that she fainted multiple parts during filming she strained her diaphragm i did too (laughs) i was very stressed during the entire film
0: yeah i mean we'll talk about about mother later for other categories but the way it was filmed just even enhances her performance so much more than it already was than she already gave to us that i mean she just
1: she's screaming (laughs) the entire movie Mm -hmm. and she's crying and she's throwing a fit and i mean nothing's actually happening to her what Dur- in terms of <laughs> filming the movie, mm-hmm. all of it's just acting, but mm-hmm. she did such a good job. I mean, in
0: the theater, like I was, there were nine people in theater total with us. Yeah. But we, I was screaming, I was clapping, I was groaning, <laughs> I was gasping, like because we're we <gasps> following her character this entire movie, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's just like I she deserves so much more recognition than she's getting for this. But she then compared to what she got for like American Hustle, and, and obviously Little Women. And we were talking for. about
1: it last night. If it got pushed. like now you couldn't even release it this weekend Mm -hmm. first weekend of november whatever it would get a little bit more attention, and don't do like a wide release, because... I, that's such a bad... Yeah, that's yeah. why I got
0: the Cine score for F, or mm-hmm. got, the, got the F CineScore. It's like the 12th in history to get it. Yeah. But again, don't release a movie about the Bible for a wide release, especially if you're that kind of director, which mm-hmm. is Darren Aronofsky, I wonder obviously. what he
1: did for Black Swan starring Natalie Portman. <laughs> that's
0: our plug! There you go. Yeah, no, it wasn't a wide release. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, exactly.
1: And Jackie, her other movie, mm-hmm. not with Darren, but... He produced it. He did produce it. Another
0: not-wide release. Yeah,
1: and we waited until like we January, did wait for a very long time yeah, we to see had to it. wait like a month to see it. Very it was like sad. Re- a very hard wait.
0: <laughs> yes, it was. Um, but also Nicole Kidman for *The Beguiled*. Another plug <laughs> is for Nicole Kidman. Always. Um, I mean, she was excellent in that movie. She. Uh, we haven't seen the original movie or read the book, but, I mean, her character is, you can tell from, like, the 80-minute movie that she's just so complex. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's cool about the book, Al, is that they all have so many, like, there's so much baggage with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't even, like, ever really confront it. No. Other than Kirsten Dunst, really.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and she just has so much history with her character, and she, I think, uh, wait. We all came in as our girl, you guys.
1: Guys, this is the reason why she's a two-time Emmy winner. She's mm-hmm. an Oscar winner. Oof, you get chills just talking yeah. about it. No, but
0: she's excellent. <laughs> and also, I mean, it's uh, the Killing a Sacred Deer comes out soon, and it has a lot of good reviews already. Uh-huh. So if it does well, then you know what? She can go in for that, too.
1: And maybe Colin Farrell for Best Actor. And if we're talking about supporting actors, Queen then he could get something for The Beguiled, because he was also in that movie. Yeah, he
0: was excellent, too he should yeah that'd be a great choice he's a very
1: underrated actor and i love him and all of his roles
0: um i think if we both had to pick one person from the list Mm -hmm. we're about to go on with for supporting actor for supporting actress it would be michelle pfeiffer for mother yes played the best eve i've ever seen oh she was just
1: (laughs) every line that she delivered it like it stung you Mm -hmm. it hurt you it was more stress listening to her than watching all of jennifer lawrence she
0: literally would go from drinking like it if she had more of a part in the movie... I mean, she still plays a very prominent part. She does play Eve. Um, She's like
1: the first humans yes. that come in. If
0: she she can go from saying, hey, drink the super heavy vodka lemonade to literally murdering everybody in a blink of an eye. I think that's so cool. She delivered so much like sass in her performance, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. She, her version of Eve deserves a spinoff. I'm convinced.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I, need, I just need Eve in my life. Um, and then Ed Harris, who played... Eve's Adam in the movie. <laughs> I mean, they were called man and woman in the movie, right. but they stand for those religious figures. He also did a very nice job. He was throwing up ribs, and mm. I don't even know what else. Choking on everything. Choking on everything. Breaking diamonds.
0: <laughs> Doing everything wrong. <laughs> Guys, it's a
1: really crazy movie. <laughs> and then um, from the people from Get Out, which we talked about is so well-deserved mm. for its recognition. Um, I think Allison Williams really deserves her... A, a nomination for her role as rose and then betty gabriel who played georgina as like the she was like the grandma slash the mm-hmm. servant oh, it's such a good movie
0: i have been sitting here for the past 20 seconds very bothered because we did not include emma watson
1: i i remembered that mm-hmm. when we when i transitioned and uh-huh. i was very mad at myself.
0: we did not include emma watson for best actress so
1: Pause on get out. Yeah,
0: pretend we just didn't talk about any of that for a hot second because we have to praise Emma Watson for another twelve years. Yeah. I don't know how much time you guys have, so let's start now. I
1: have my entire <laughs> life. I don't know about you.
0: She, I mean, yeah, her performance. A lot of people were like, eh, she can't sing. I shouldn't do a lot. Me, I, I mean, she. There's a lot of criticism over the auto tune that was used, but I mean, that's not her fault. No, she it's didn't still her. Do it. I mean, even in general in the music industry, if there's auto tune, like oh, that doesn't mean the person's not singing. They're just fixing a slight thing here and there. They're literally like, just it's like, still oh, there. I mean, this could be exactly fixed. okay it's their voice that they're giving to i'd the... love
1: for someone to autotune my voice right now it exactly i'm terrible i'm
0: very jealous that she got to be auto-tuned, <laughs> yeah. actually you know what <laughs> but i mean i said it before and i'll say it, i'll say it, i'll put it on my tombstone disney casting Emma watson's bell is the one of the best decisions they've ever made oh, she's the perfect bell in the history of disney mm-hmm. she is she the is perfect the bell
1: perfect bell
0: mm-hmm. she is and so we just wanted to throw that out there
1: yeah
0: um and you know she probably will not get a nomination she but... has to get
1: she has to get a golden globe nomination for the comedy musical category just because she it's a musical it's a musical she Sang. was the best actress in the musical mm-hmm. and she sang and she did a beautiful job and everybody is talking about Beauty and the Beast like you and I mm-hmm. and I'm so out of breath talking about it Yes, and you are. I'm happy yes
0: you are happy so Emma Watson for Best Actress but also more importantly for President of the United States 2020 mm-hmm. or 2017
1: <laughs> uh, yeah whatever works for you guys
0: <laughs> let's, let's wrap this term up guys <laughs> bring Emma Watson in um, but going quickly back to Supporting Actress um, Tiffany Haddish for Girl Strip I mean, Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer, that too. That too. Um, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, for, she got one for Bridesmaids. I almost forgot the name. Um, yeah, it
1: wasn't that impactful of a role. No.
0: I mean, it was a Rough Year, like, what was... I mean, she's she's a good com- com- comedic. I was going to say comedy actor. She's, I mean, she is, but she's a good com- comedian. Um, but, I mean... She did not really need one, a nomination no. for Bridesmaids. because that year,
1: I believe Octavia Spencer mm-hmm. won for the help for that year. I would know because we looked it up last night probably. And also,
0: um she deserved it. She did deserve um, it. But I mean, so if, I mean, if Melissa McCarthy can get one for Bridesmaids, I don't see a problem with Tiffany Haddish getting a Golden Globe SAG Oscar for a Girls Trip. Oh, she's
1: the definition of a scene stealer and... Rightfully so. She's amazing in that movie. You and I were crying the entire time. There
0: were tears coming out of our eyes. Mm -hmm. She was the funniest. She is the funniest. Everyone's going to want to work with her for the rest of her life because of this movie.
1: I mean, you and I are the funniest people in the world, but she is much more funnier than you and I are. Yes. And that's fine with me. She's like the one person. Yeah. She's the one person funnier than the I (laughs) agree.
0: I agree. No, she deserves an Oscar nomination, hands down. And I'm going to be very mad when she doesn't get one. Yeah. There will probably be columns thrown out. Um weekly pop podcast thrown out just me ranting for 12 years which is I love the Academy mm-hmm. I'm
1: gonna be very very mad at them if they forget I Emma mean, Watson she just, Tiffany Haddish
0: yeah she just stole that movie like hands down like no other, she's it's such a
1: it's the funniest movie I've ever seen mm-hmm
0: and so, uh, I, I want to keep talking about Tiffany Haddish, but we could go back to Emma Watson for a quick second to go back to Beauty and the Beast for yes. production design. Yes,
1: we're going to move on to the technical side of the Oscars.
0: Um, so for those that don't really know, production design is kind of basically the world of the movie. It's the set, it's the style used, it's the, um, basically what was built up from the ground, whether it's CGI or not. Mm-hmm. I think an excellent example in the past for Winter is Great Gatsby. That hadn't one of the best production designs ever beautiful a lot of it was cgi but again it's that doesn't matter Mm -mm. um so with that beauty and the beast had a lot of the set was built it's a lot of the castle was created for them to run around in and also the cgi like i mean the the ballroom scene itself deserves 20 billion oscars yes it does when he lifts her up and all the candles and the sparkles and oh my gosh it's It's the most beautiful beautiful shot in cinematography
1: oh it's I got chills because we wa- again we watched it earlier today, and I turned to you and I said, "I have chills right now." I've seen this scene seventeen times. Already. We're just sitting here <laughs>
0: nodding at each other while we talk. We're just like, "Yeah, that is the yeah, best." Yeah, it so is. So, *Beating the Beast*. I mean, I can see that one hands on actually getting a production design nomination, if not a win. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably his strongest category for sure at the come the Oscar season, um, and it rightfully so. I mean, awesome production design. They really put their heart into it. Um, speaking of more CGI, we think Blade Runner would have a good chance. I think so. this weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, even though it's, like, a lot of it was not mm-hmm. built. I mean, you have a flying cars and everything, <laughs> and it's in 2049. Um, it's still a very, like, empty-looking, hollow set, but it works. It's like that dystopian yeah, sci-fi It movie. works with it, and, you know, the shots that you see in the trailers, if you've seen the movie, it, it all just fits in with it. And it's very it's designed the way it should be designed so yes. i feel like that is a very strong contender for that category moving back to mother which you and i love talking about mm-hmm. in this podcast um, and yeah all i podcasts. originally
0: actually just found this out that the the house in and using mother it's was well i knew it was based on the garden of eve or garden of eden garden mm-hmm. of eve michelle, <laughs> garden garden of of michelle eden. um and i actually just read that last night that the it was an an octagon-shaped house, mm-hmm. and like that's like that's some also somehow has religious meaning. It's like seven or eight. It's eight, but there's like different each wall or something like in biblical sense. Like the corners. there's different like there's different stories that represent those. Which I don't I don't remember. It was three in the morning. It was three in the morning. But there's there's meaning behind it is the point. And also the house, a lot of it was redesigned while shooting, so it could go with while she's running around the last like during the literal yeah. epo- apocalypse of the, the last movie. twenty
1: minutes. Everything goes Everything just goes crazy. The house is physically changing. She's screaming. With every screen, the house is falling apart. And that alone deserves a Mm -hmm. nomination because it was...
0: it was all filmed in the house, too. So they had to move things around and make shots certain ways because they didn't want to have to build more of the house and make it look like... It wasn't as enclosed as it is, but also still adding a little more room. I think they did an excellent job on their production design. And
1: it's not just... And they never left the house. No, it's not just a house. Like, every single room has some meaning to it, and every object in that room Mm -hmm. has a reason for it being in there. So literally every... Even, like jennifer lawrence's hairstyle has meaning like,
0: yeah, you know what it does probably <laughs> does <laughs> probably does <laughs> um so definitely mother i could see that happening but also i mean personally i would love that to happen regardless if it happens or not i mm-hmm. mean um, also speaking of blade runner a movie that i'll never see uh, back to <laughs> dunkirk yeah that i mean i can see that getting production design i think a lot of war movies are very good for production design nominations we'll never watch it don't it's. I mean, it takes place on a boat, right? And in yeah. water, but out, I see
1: water, I see boats, mm-hmm. I see Harry Styles in the trailers. That's really all you need that's, to know. Yeah. I guess. That's, so
0: that's that's enough for a production design nomination. But again, <laughs> it's a pretty big movie and a very well acclaimed movie, mm-hmm. so I can see that happening for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and yeah, are there any other production designs? I love I love this category. It's very underlooked. It is. But yeah, because
1: I, you have to really care about mm-hmm. the world you're living in. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, from what else? I mean, maybe it. Yeah, with, that, oh, with that, that, with the house, mm-hmm. like when everything starts going crazy again, and really just the the sewer system mm-hmm. and everything. I feel like that could have a pretty good shot but I agree again. With that. Yeah, it's all. It's all about, to... Yeah,
0: if the if it captures the tone of the movie, then it will. Then it deserves a production by nomination, mm-hmm. and then so let's blend into original screenplay. Yes um obviously let's just start with mother (laughs) Mm -hmm. i mean original or adapted screenplay i guess however you're gonna look at it if it's based on the bible or if it's his original thing i mean it is his original idea it's a
1: phenomenal plagiarism (laughs) it's
0: the best plagiarism (laughs) i've ever seen no um it's such it's like such an original no one has a name no no. one has a a background but at the same time they all have background like it's so so
1: (laughs) creatively done because yeah you're getting the stories that you've known about your entire life with that Adam and Eve, the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> um, and then the Flood, ev- mm. literally everything. And, their,
0: and Mother's interpretation of the Flood. It's, it's such... I can see that getting the original screenplay animation, or it deserves one anyway. It deserves one. It very much deserves one. And also, we talked about these movies in probably... Yeah, already. Get Out and The Big Sick. We mm-hmm. said before, they're like two of the most original, most refreshing movies ever, so obviously that would mean... They get original screenplay nominations. I think Get Out will probably win original screenplay. It I think should, it will yeah. make it past our entire series of um, Oscar predictions to end up winning. Mm-hmm. I mean, it that will be the one that it gets nomination for. I think over anything else, if it were to only have one, it would be original screenplay.
1: Because that's really the one of the few movies that people are talking about in terms mm-hmm. of ori- original movies that are like, oh wow, this has such a it has a deep meaning. Jordan Peele cares about this movie. You can tell that everybody involved in the movie cares about it, and they wanted to bring those characters to life. And it all started with the script that they mm-hmm. were given. So yeah, it deserves it, and it should win, and it will win. It probably yeah. I'm putting yep. my stamp of approval <laughs> right now.
0: Um. Speaking. Okay. So speaking of screenplays, let's kind of switch over to adapted, mm-hmm. aka. So let- let's the in mother. <laughs> um. But the beguiled. I think. I mean, it's based on a movie from the '70s, which is based on a book of the same name. And while well, I've not seen or read the others those two. I think I can from Sophia Coppola's ideas that she had, I don't know. I don't know much about the book other than seeing it and maybe watching one interview. And nicole Kidman. (laughs) Um I think it stayed true to the book. I think I mean I have read through the plot of the book and all that um for the most part. I mean they got rid of some things which were a little controversial with um getting rid of the slave that they had. Yes. Um I still think it captured the tone of the movie and the style perfectly. It's very dark and very gothic um Mm -hmm. film and we talked before like it's everything about it is so well they handled everything so well with acting or the cinematography or the directing like whatever it is they did a good job with it Mm -hmm. so i think adaptive screenplay i think they rightfully deserve that because they handled everything superbly
1: and then another movie that's so popular from this year that's adapted is it it's from stephen king's Book called it, um, and then I mean, even they took a lot of liberties with the way that they were mm. creating this film and making it their own, and that's totally okay to do in the adapted screenplay screenplay category, as long as you still get the original message through. And I think they still did that with both of the movies, but yeah, it was it was phenomenal, and
0: it's genius that they split it into two ha- into two parts because that would that entire story being crammed into two hours would be so draining and like it would be so inconsistently paced. That'd be very hard to follow, and people. Oh it, yeah, this was like one of the best decisions that they've like that a filmmaker has ever made is making the two parts. I
1: mean, the if they crammed it all in just one movie, the mo- the first part that's in theaters right now would probably just be twenty minutes long.
0: Yeah, exactly. It would be, and then it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same at all. So it's no. a good decision. And then, so let's end it with directors. Yes. Um, if I had to pick one director, I think I would, I mean, it's not my favorite of the movies, but I would love for Sofia Coppola to be nominated for The Beguiled. She won at the Cannes Film Festival, I believe, for Best Director, which is big for a woman to win, because mm-hmm. it's it's usually Picture a very... she's
1: like the second woman yeah, to win. Yeah, she's like, it's
0: usually a male-dominated category. Um, so I think that alone will help push her later on. Um, but again, it's not either of our favorites of what we've talked about, but it's... She did such a good job, she and did. it's and it's a very it, the entire movie is very female driven. So it's awesome that a woman sat behind the camera and created this movie.
1: And then it's another one of those movies that's captured in just really one mm-hmm. one house. There are a few shots that are outside, but. There's so few and scattered throughout Mm -hmm. the movie that, like, she really had to be creative with her shots inside the house, and she definitely did that.
0: she captured that tone perfectly. Like like I said before, it's so... It's just, like, this gothic movie from, like, the 1800s.
1: And then another movie that did the same thing, where it was captured all in just one house, is... Wait for it. Mother! (laughs) Darren Aronofsky. He definitely deserves Mm -hmm. the nomination. I mean, you talked about how it's from three shots. One that's, like, up close to Jennifer, one's over the shoulder, and one's, like, a... Medium, whitish following her type of shot. so you don't see that when you are first watching the movie and then when you like read through mm-hmm. that you're like, oh wow, yeah, that was so creatively done okay oh, I dwell. and he
0: created and he wrote the screenplay. like it's he this is his like baby yeah it's very weird dark baby but <laughs> <laughs> um but he definitely deserves a nomination. I mean, I don't know if he'll end up getting one but he does deserve one. I think on this list, Of people that won't get one he's probably that person (laughs) that we have with us right now on on our little list um but he it it, this movie he created himself like it was his vision and he executed so awesomely and obviously jordan peele for get out i mean he'll probably get a nomination come oscar season and rightfully so it's his for it's his directorial debut which is awesome because like now everyone's gonna want to work with him for the rest of their lives oh absolutely he is like set up perfectly for his directing um, down the road for future projects.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm saying, I think, oh my god, I love Jordan Peele. I, know. <laughs> I love Get Out.
1: <laughs> I'd love everything about. The three movies we've just been talking about, <laughs> um, and then we'll throw some love to Dunkirk to its director Christopher Christopher Nolan. He did do a great job from the select from, scenes though. from the
0: things from the two minutes of the movie we saw from the trailers.
1: Yes, <laughs> it's very crisp, clean shots. Yay, great job, Christopher and Nolan! And <laughs> he doesn't have an
0: Oscar yet. I'm ninety percent sure he does not have an Oscar. Um, I don't even know if he has a nomination. And he's an excellent director. Um, so I think you know he handled this war movie in such a big way and like filming it on the Specifically for IMAX theaters and just getting every down to the nitty gritty of it. I know that the movie goes into different parts of like, I think one part takes place in like the air and the sky one takes place in the water like something, you know, there's a bunch of stuff um, but he deserves a nomination. I think he'll get one too. I think he's kind of one of the more talked about directors for that category come, Oscars.
1: Pretty much if you care about your movie and really want to <laughs> capture it, then you deserve an Oscar. And I'm I... sorry,
0: Nicole Kidman. Yeah, <laughs> That's you.
1: And you know what? Throw in the Beauty and the Beast director. Yeah, Bill Condon. Mm-hmm. He,
0: he. you know, yeah, we talked about Like, he adapted it very amazingly. Yeah, every
1: single shot in that movie had a reason for it being there. And it, oh my God, I love that movie.
0: Like, the, you mean, like, the backstories that they added from the original? Yes. Yeah, like, it's, it made it so much more like. I mean, it's a fairy tale, but it's it more believable. Like you're following, you know, Belle and her mom, and then LaFue and Gaston's relationship, and the Beast and his past with his family, and then all the inan-
1: inanimate objects mm-hmm. in the castle. I mean, just look at the opening scene with Emma Watson walking around the village, and how the camera follows her and everything. It's a mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful. It was scene. a great opening number. Oh, the best five and a half minutes of my <laughs> life.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah, those are kind of our very early, early, early Oscar predictions. We'll have more, I'm sure, very soon. <laughs> and uh so like we've kind of been talking about for the past couple of weeks we'll look out for our polls which we will probably have to do after this finally Mm -hmm. um for the next podcast which will be halloween themed a horror movie themed genre different genres in the horror genre itself you know just getting down to as many movies as we can uh what people's favorites are so look out for those we'll be posting those on social media and, yeah, I'm very excited for the podcast because I can't wait to talk about horror movies for I know. 20-something minutes.
1: I know, and we've been teasing it for so many weeks. I know. Like, it's finally here. Yes. I know.
0: Yeah, so we're going to have to get on that, which, so which means we should probably wrap this up.
1: Yes. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And like we said, look out for 49 <laughs> more podcasts about the Oscars. <laughs> I'm Emma Stasek, And
0: I'm Kevin Schwaller. And
1: we'll see you next week.